With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So yet another conspiracy theory comes true. Another conspiracy theory. Now, if, if I don't know how many of these you have to you have to hear and have to kind of come to fruition, whatever dopey word you want to use for this, for you to just completely write off and ignore the media. But folks, we're, we're way past clown time in the media. Clown time was like 20 years ago. This is just like malicious communist agitprop time now. This isn't even funny. I mean, they say, we used to laugh at them like, oh, fake news. And they, no, it's not that they're fake news. It's that they're active propaganda ministers now. I want to give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about with two stories. Again, one you probably heard, the other one you probably haven't. The second one's going to be about the January 6th bomber. Bomber with air quotes. Now, we've been told by the media, correct, that January 6th was the worst insurrection in American history, worse than the Civil War, worse than, uh, it was a worse event than Pearl Harbor. This was it, man. Watergate, Fort Sumter moment, this was it. Yet the strangest thing is the media never covers the alleged January 5th, January 6th bomber dude who left two bombs in front of the DNC or RNC the night of January 5th into January 6th. So strange. I mean, wouldn't that advance your story that this is the worst insurrection in human history? I mean, it would, right? So bad bombs were dropped? You don't hear anything about that, right? Really weird, because an FBI guy had something to say. An FBI guy had something really important to say about it. You haven't heard much about that. I'm going to get to that in a second. First, I'm going to get to another story showing you we're way beyond clown time with the media. We're in outright communist propaganda time. Folks, remember the conspiracy theory that the Wuhan coronavirus lab may have leaked the coronavirus that came from Wuhan? But kind of a theory that made sense to, like, not crazy people, right? So there's a lab in Wuhan. Jim, do we have that John Stewart thing? Do we, we, so, because no, John Stewart's a lefty who I don't particularly like. He's a gun grabber and everything. But he was on Stephen Colbert's show. And on the show, he's asking simple questions. Like, just to be clear, there's a coronavirus studying lab in, 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 in Wuhan that's had a history of security issues, right, documented. They have a lady called the Bat Lady working there. And an outbreak of a con- contagious coronavirus happens near the lab in Wuhan that studies coronaviruses from bats. And Democrats, because they're so eager to attack Trump 
and protect their Chinese Communist Party masters. They're like, I can't imagine what happened. It came from like a pangolin who ate a bat, who like a bee flew up his butt or something, and they all got like, and it stung a human, and everybody's like, ah, really? So sane people, i.e. you, your kids, your mom, your dad, were like, nah, I don't really buy that. It, it sounds to me like that could have come from the Wuhan coronavirus lab. Well, what happened? Well, yesterday. You, oh, you got it? Oh, listen to this. This is funny. for Here's John Stewart on Colbert talking about exactly this. Check this out. There was a chance that this was created in a lab. There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there was evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name. Can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, wait, okay. wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. (laughs) I don't even like that guy. Not at all. Big gun grabber. But even lefties like Stuart were like, wait, wait. Just to be clear. You guys are unclear where this virus came from. You got a lab that's engaged in gain-of-function research with bat-derived coronaviruses that may be working with people from the United States on the issue that's had a history of biosafety lab security issues, and the Chinese Communist Party shut traffic down around the Wuhan lab at the time of the alleged outbreak And then the intel community back in 2021 reported on people sick. And yesterday, this is treated like breaking news. Like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Look what happened. There may be evidence that it leaked from the lab. And conservatives are like, what the? Now? Really? Now? Two years late, you idiots are putting this together? Now, To be fair, you know, Fox and I have had our beefs. I think you get that. But Fox in 2021 covered the story about our intelligence community saying that people got sick at the lab. So this is Brit Hume and Brett Baer yesterday making fun of the lefties who called this thing a Brett Baer, by the way, not really like a big comedian on the air, right? The guy does the news. He doesn't do opinion stuff, right? 
Here's Brett Baer and Brett Hume like, look at these idiots on the left who called this a conspiracy. They will never talk about this evidence now that this thing came from the lab because they don't have to. Nobody will pressure them to. The left loves being lied to and they love being treated like idiots like Stephen Colbert. Check this out. If you look back at the time, what was being talked about in the media about in fact, our reporting on the early stages of origins of COVID, uh, this is some of that. Take a listen. The far right has now found its own virus conspiracy theory. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. Don't try to spool up uh, some of whoever was wearing tin, tinfoil hats in your audience. These conspiracy theorists are still saying things that are going to be extraordinarily dangerous for this country. And these places are not covering the new evidence or the story as it develops. Well, it, it's understandable on a human level that they wouldn't because it makes them, makes them, so many of them, if not all of them, look so bad. So now the story comes out that a couple of lab workers, and by the way, the source is saying 100%, got sick with symptoms right around the time this thing emerged. Two lab workers in the lab with symptoms of the coronavirus. And everybody in the left-wing media is like, whoa. Elizabeth, I'm coming to get the nitro pills. What kind of freaking dipwads are we dealing with that it really took you this long to figure it out? The answer is, of course, it didn't take this long. It did not take this long. They already knew. What do you mean they lied to? Well, yes, they lied to you. That's what the media does. Because if you're a liberal listening to my show... You're welcome, but you're stupid. You're just dumb. They know you're dumb. They, they know they can tell you anything. It's a pee-pee tape on Donald Trump. There is a tape of Trump getting peed on by hookers? How come nobody's seen it? Because it doesn't exist. No, no, it's there. It's definitely that Putin has it. And liberals are like, <laughs> yeah, sounds good, man. The coronavirus came from a, Pangolin doing the deed with a with a, a Yorkshire puppy somewhere who bit a dude. Yeah? Do we have actual evidence of that? No, none. But we do have evidence of a lab studying coronavirus in Wuhan where it broke out, right? You're a racist. Donald Trump sucks. This is how freaking stupid, stupid everybody on the left is. That you can tell them this stuff forever. They are so freaking dumb. It was like that caller we had yesterday at the end of the show. I appreciate you calling. Liberals are always welcome. She's trying to debate me about abortion. She's like, I'm pro-choice. I'm not pro-abortion. The choice to do what? To have an abortion. What's an abortion? Uh, It's ending a pregnancy. No, no, no. There's a lot of things that end pregnancies. Miscarriages. No, no. It's killing a baby in the womb. Right? Terminating. Oh, yeah, and that's bad. It's bad, but you want to do it anyway? Well, we can't stop all bad things. Well, we try, don't we? we try. The lady had no idea what this is. This is because liberals are just not smart. They think nothing through ever. They are the most superficial idiots you have ever seen. They go to an Ariana Grande concert or whatever, and Ariana's like, women's rights, and they're like, yeah, storm the gates. And then no one asked the question like, Wait, what rights? Women don't have rights? Uh, no, they do. I just made that up for the concert because it sounds good. It was like that idiot at the 
What was that, 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 that paramour who I'd never even heard of? That Florida congressman gets up on stage, F. Ron DeSantis, F. Fascist, and the crowd's like, yeah, tell him, bro. So Ron DeSantis a fascist? Uh, just to be clear, he cut taxes in Florida. He gave you back more of your money. That's fascism? Because usually fascists take more power. He enacted statewide school choice to let parents, not the government, pick where the kids go to school. That doesn't, that sounds like anti-fascism to me. Call me crazy, but it sounds like the opposite. But it doesn't matter. Liberals are morons. They are stupid. Mm-mm-mm. They are idiots. You can tell them anything. They will believe anything. That's fascism, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Joe Biden and his team want to ban gas stoves. They want to tell you how to cook your food, and Trump's the fascist. That's real. They want to take away your gas stove by with overwhelming red tape so you can never build one again. And yes, Republicans are the fascists. California is looking at legislation to allow kids to cut their nuts off and finding ways to do it around the parents' permission. And we're the fascists? You idiots were completely apparently unaware that there is a Wuhan lab studying bat coronaviruses where the bat coronavirus leaked from. And they're treating this yesterday as breaking news. Two people got sick. Why do I say treating it as breaking news? Because if you just would have read the Wall Street Journal, dated March 23rd, 2021. Jim, can you check that date? Is it 2023? Just want to be sure. You are. Oh, you are. Okay. This piece from the Wall Street Journal is dated March 23rd, 2021. Which carried away. My math says was two years ago, which we reported on, I believe maybe on this radio show. I'm not sure if we were up and running yet, but definitely on my podcast. Intelligence on six staff at Wuhan Lab fuels the debate on COVID-19 origin. Report says researchers went to hospital in November of 2019, shortly before the coronavirus outbreak, adds to calls for probe of whether the virus escaped the lab. So again, if you listen to my show and you are not a liberal, which means you're probably smart and not a dipwad like these liberal morons we have to live with in this country, the stupidest sons you've ever seen in your life, you knew about this story two years ago. That Wuhan lab workers got sick with a Wuhan symptom coronavirus infection. But yeah, liberal media people just allegedly, quote, found this out yesterday. They didn't find it out. They knew this the whole time. They can read the same story from 2021 I did. They just make no mistake. They know their audience are the dumbest SOBs you've ever seen in your life. And they will believe anything you tell them. Rachel Maddow can tell you Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. For seven years of your life, you will listen to an outright fictitious lie without a shred of evidence that has never been produced You'll believe there's a pee-pee tape and there's an infected pangolin running around infecting people all over China. You'll believe all of this and it'll never occur to you that you lived your life 
like one of the dumbest SOBs on planet Earth. It'll never, people will laugh at you in generations. But you're proud of yourself now because you toted the liberal line, baby. Stupid all the way through. You know, there's a, we're here, we're, we're here, we're morons. Like, that's like your line. Why do we have to live with these idiots? Jim's like, I don't know, but you need to take a break. I get it. But why do we have to live with these stupid people? Can you all just go to a blue state and leave us all alone? Just leave us alone, man. We don't, we don't want to bother you. Just don't bother us. Just go away. As Motley Crue said, girl, don't go away, man. Just go away. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, folks, so with, with all the um, controversy right now with Dr. Peter Hotez and should he debate on Joe Rogan, RFK Jr., wanted to debate him, you've heard the story, um, and all this stuff about the vaccine and wanting to debate the vaccine, I, I like a source of truth, a guy I've always trusted. He's been a guest on my podcast, on my Fox show when I was there. Uh, just a really great all-around guy. Wanted to have him back on the radio show for you, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Do- uh, Doc, welcome back to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Doc, um, I, 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 listen, I'm worried. I, I just want to be candid with you. I'm worried. I took the vaccine, two doses of Pfizer. I've been terrified about it ever since. I took it early on. You know the story I've told you before. I had lymphoma at the time, got scared, whatever. We'll save that for another day, but... I'm scared, and a lot of my listeners are too. They're sending me questions for you, uh, tons of them. And the first question is, there's some new data that came out in this sciencedirect.com, and they're saying uh, that the risk of myocarditis for teens was no higher than other vaccinations, and it was actually significantly higher in teens 12 to 17 uh, after COVID than after the vaccine. Well, what do you make of this? Is this, is, this, is this a robust study we should be looking at? Well, let me get to that in a minute. Let's just address your situation, Dan. Since the last time I talked to you, a really critical paper was published. And the first author is Schmeling and colleagues from Denmark. They had all the Pfizer administration data and all the side effects. They figured out that there are three risk groups for the lots, the batches of vaccines that come from the companies. And the first group, about a third of people, they have zero side effects. Zero. I mean, none. Uh, another two-thirds, they have some moderate side effects like a sore arm for a day or two, and then nothing happens after that. And then sadly, there's a third group, 4.2% of all doses, the side effects are through the roof, myocarditis, blood clots, stroke, immediate death. So what we've learned is, uh, you know, fortunately, you're probably in one of the groups where nothing's going to happen, and it's because you got lucky. We think some of the batches are basically got super loaded with messenger RNA aggregation of lipid nanoparticles. It could have been contaminated with cDNA or other uh, contaminants. They're not inspected 
by the companies. Under EUA, there's no inspections for quality, purity, or safety. So I think that's importantly, important to know. With myocarditis, I have to tell you, Dan, I'm a cardiologist. I'm seeing this every day in the office. There's over 200 peer-reviewed publications on it. And the bottom line is uh, COVID-19 vaccine causes more myocarditis than anything we've ever seen. It blows away other vaccines. Uh, with COVID-19, before the vaccines, it was just a handful of cases, no serious cases. Now uh, there are fatal COVID-19 uh, vaccine myocarditis all over the place. Recent paper by Cho and colleagues from Korea, 481 cases, Dan, 21 of these kids died despite full life support. Oh Doc, I mean, I trust you on this because I don't understand what you would be getting out of this. You were a world-renowned, respected doctor in your space. You've taken nothing but incoming from the start. Nothing. People have just harassed you. They've tried to ban you, shut you up. I don't get what you've gotten out of this. Like the people who attack you, uh, this is you have no incentive to, to, to not toe the company line here, other than the truth. So, for for people who listen to you and respect you, like me in the audience, if you are in that third, say that third that is going to suffer some significant side effect from this vaccine, mRNA vaccine. Doc, is there anything they can do? There's all kinds of stuff on the internet about natokinase and lumbrokinase mm -hmm. and baby aspirins. I mean, I, I know you're not talking to specific, just in generalities, your thoughts on that. Right, so let me get, get it clear, Dan. There, there is a high-risk group, but it's not a third. It's only 4.2%. It's only 4.2%. So, you know, there's a third where nothing happens. It's like my mother-in-law. She took two shots. She's 90 years old. She didn't even feel it. To this day, she goes, she doesn't know what the big deal is because it's so benign. And two-thirds have some mild side effects. It's 4.2%, this tiny okay. fraction where the action is. But what we've learned is there are some risk mitigation strategies. We can't make any therapeutic claims, but really, really good preclinical data from Japan. This spike protein that gets installed with the vaccines and with COVID, the body can't clear it out itself. The body doesn't have its own degradative enzymes because the spike protein is actually genetically engineered to be resistant. It was engineered in the Wuhan lab in China. That's what was found out in the investigations. So the Japanese have figured out that an enzyme called natokinase, which is derived from the fermentation of soy with a bacteria called Bacillus subtilis natto, uh, it has health benefits anyway. It's been used uh, over a thousand years. The Japanese have, have, have eaten it for about 20 years. They use it as a cardiovascular supplement. It's a mild blood thinner, but it reliably dissolves the spike protein. Uh, this is very encouraging. We're seeing patients now start to get better with neuropathy and a variety of problems, blood clots in it, about three months of use. Uh, so this is great news. Uh, another natural substance called bromelain, it's also an enzyme derived from the stems of pineapples. It's available over the counter in preclinical studies. Again, it partially dissolves the spike protein. Then a recent randomized trial uh, using curcumin also had very positive effects in people who have had COVID and have taken the vaccine. Isn't it interesting that the natural products we're finding useful Right. Against such an unnatural protein. That the doc, that's fantastic news because my elixir before I come on the air is black tea. I put a little field of greens, a vegetable supplement. I put this dose curcumin dandelion product mm -hmm. in there with mm -hmm. my natokinase, my fish oil, and my quercetin and bromelain. And I didn't even <laughs> know that before. So oh. this is like the magic cocktail. You're, You're making me feel it. 
Hey, Doc, I was very worried before this conversation. I'm feeling a lot better now. But another question I get from people, say again, and thank you for the correction, you're in that 4% group. God forbid mm-hmm. that's you. You've had a significant problem with the mRNA vaccine. Um, if the damage occurs to the heart tissue, it, mm-hmm. that's permanent, right? I mean, you may not be, it may not be deadly, but that, that's not going to fix itself. No, not true, Dan. We're studying the, in children now, and there was a paper uh, years before COVID by a uh, German investigator, Bruckman and colleagues. As long as it's not a heart attack due to decreased blood flow, the heart can recover the damage nice. that occurs after various things. So we're following this. Now, here's the issue. Jenna Schauer, uh, who's a, a researcher, has published two papers in the journal Pediatrics. The kids are sustaining such large areas of damage. What she's reporting is they're not all uh, returning to normal. Uh, we're talking anything more than 15% of the left ventricle is a big area. Now there's a recent paper from Yale out showing MRIs about a year later, about 20% are back to normal, but 80% still show some damage. So uh, I have to tell you, in this 4.2% myocarditis, heart attacks, stroke, blood clots, they need to see a cardiologist and they need advanced prescription treatment. We're talking to Dr. Peter McCullough, a terrific guy, a man who is a truth teller, world-renowned cardiologist, and a guy I trust in this topic. Doc, another question I got during the break, and it lit up when I told people you were coming on, I usually get 10, 20 questions. I probably got 200. One of them is, is there any value? They do. They love you. Is there any value in uh, the troponin test, which would indicate some kind of a heart damage? There is. Uh, in fact, it's you know buzzing on the internet right now. A paper from Basel, Switzerland, Christian Mueller, who's a friend of mine, senior author, uh, about 2.8% of nurses who took a booster had a rise in the blood troponin, indicating some micro heart damage, about 2.8%. Again, it fits with the same data from Schmeling. Uh, yeah, so we do use the troponin, the high sensitivity. It is an acute test of, of heart damage. So when I see a kid for myocarditis, I order that plus some other blood tests, EKG, echo, MRI, we're able to figure it out. But again, it, it, it takes advanced uh, testing to do it. What people need to know is that if they skip the shots, they don't have to go through all this. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I wish I was in that boat, Doc. Uh, now, now, if another question I got again, which relates to me, I would have asked it myself. Uh, we're seeing some weird data on, on cancer developments of cancer in the last few years. Now, is that due to people not seeing physicians during the COVID lockdown? The confounding variables in here are legion. We, we get that. But uh, is there any evidence out there you've seen in the papers uh, you've reviewed Uh, connecting these mRNA vaccines to elevated rates of cancer? As we sit here today, everyone agrees cancer rates are skyrocketing. That's for sure, everywhere in the world. But the issue is, what is it? Is it delayed in screening and detection during the lockdowns? Or is it it something new in the population, COVID or the vaccines? The jury's out, Dan, in the medical literature right now. So I'm not ready to call cancer risk. Um, I, I do agree with the FDA, and the FDA says the vaccines cause myocarditis and heart damage, they cause stroke, and they cause blood clots and immunologic problems. That's bad enough, so I'm not ready to call cancer right now, but rates yeah. are up. Yeah, like you always call balls and strikes, Doc. We're talking to Dr. Peter McCullough. Doc, one more question I get. Uh, I got two more, but one I get from the health community, a health and fitness community. A lot of people wear these um, 
these these bio monitors, you know, aura rings and Apple watches. I wear one myself. I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm just obsessed with the thing to be honest with you. And the HRV score, the heart rate variability score has been a really big thing in the fitness community. The higher the score, the better. Your heart's more resilient. I noticed after I took the vaccine and it may just be I'm I'm not saying it's it's causal, may just be correlated. But I noticed my HRV score went down dramatically. I've actually spoken to you about this before, and that's kind of that kind of scared the hell out of me. Uh, is that have anything to do with it, or is that just apples and oranges? No, that's a legit observation, Dan. Uh, the vaccine influences the autonomic nervous system, sympathetic and parasympathetic. That's what governs the heart rate variability. In, in exaggerated cases, the vaccine. Uh, victims, they uh, uh, incur a disease called POTS, where the blood pressure and, and heart rate is way out of regulation. So no, these these uh, monitors, uh, Apple watches, Cardia have been very helpful to us. I think anybody has any questions, they should use this and report to their doctor or cardiologist on it. Yeah, yeah, good advice. Last question, Doc, talking to Dr. Peter McCullough. Doc, the, the value of nutrition obviously is self-evident. Fruits and vegetables, healthy diet, lean meats, healthy fats. We all get that. But for people out there who are concerned that they may have some heart damage, maybe from the vaccine, maybe from something different, maybe from both. We don't know. Uh, the importance of things like selenium and these these essential minerals, you know, these are really critical. I mean, if you really feel you're worried, you should be extra hyper-focused on a good exercise plan and solid nutrition and getting those essential minerals in, correct? I agree. You know, when the heart muscles weaken, what we call a cardiomyopathy, I routinely recommend additional supplements, including selenium, uh, L-carnitine, D-ribose, B vitamins, etc. So you can find these combination products, one uh, with a company called The Wellness Company. I advise them. There's a heart supplement that I basically helped, you know, guide them to put together. It's what I recommend in my practice. Anyway, it really matters. Uh, what we've learned is that the immune system is our first line of defense. And out of my substack today, Dan, huge news on vitamin D. You know, people who have been taking vitamin D, they are protected against developing diabetes. And if they achieve a high vitamin D level, there's like a 76% protection against developing diabetes. This is big news. Doc, you know what's crazy about that? Diabetes runs in my family. Nearly everyone has had it. I have mm. not, neither type 1 or type 2. And I have been taking vitamin D and K2 since I'm about 18 years old with a big glass of milk every day. So that's great news. Doc, the, the company you said for that hard product, the wellness company, where wellness can they find company. it? Uh, go to twc.health and, uh, you know, they're an alternative healthcare system. They offer nutraceuticals and supplements. They have telemedicine for everybody in the whole country, uh, a, a system of a dental provision and, uh, uh, and community pharmacies. Uh, they treat COVID and, and long COVID vaccine injury system. They're really a breath of fresh air. They're available through a computer um, online system, a 24 by 7 wellness company, twc.health. Awesome, Doc. And check out Dr. Peter McCullough's Substack. Follow him on social media. He's got over 800,000 followers. It's for a reason. Doc, thanks so much for your time. You're such a good man. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You got it. That's where I go when I want to know the truth, folks. And I don't want the spin. He calls balls and strikes. If he doesn't know, he says it. It's not like Fauci and these others. When they don't know, they just guess. Well, then they just lie. Oh, we told you to wear masks. And, uh, we were just messing with you. But there was a lot of good news in that interview with Dr. McCullough. 
uh, the good news in that, which and this guy has taken on a lot of slings and arrows, folks. You know, some guy on my Facebook who was like crapping on him, like, ah, I don't believe these guys. Well, you listen, brother, you do whatever you want. I'm just telling you right now, that guy's a good man and a decent man who has taken a ton of slings and arrows to speak out against vaccine propaganda from the start. But he calls it like he sees it, and he, if he doesn't know an answer to a question, he'll tell you. And I respect that. I respect that. But yes, you should definitely be out there. Get yourself an aura ring. Get yourself one of those watches, and you should be monitoring this stuff. There's no reason not to. It's helped me a ton. I watch it like a hawk. We'll be right back. Have to get something off your mind? Call 844-4-THE-USA and let Dan know. 844-484-3872. The Dan Bongino Show. Moving ourselves into having railway to go all the way across the southern two-thirds from the Atlantic Ocean to the to the Indian Ocean in Africa. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. Good. Jim asks me occasionally to hijack the show for various things he puts together. That's a good one. Biden's uh, mystery ocean train again. Nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. By the way, Kareem Jean-Pierre was just asked a question about the criminal in the White House, Joe Biden, an obvious criminal at this point, um, by any standard measure of evidence. And, uh, of course, she did what she always did, which is what? I've got to refer you to the councils of the woman. Just is incapable of answering a question. It's so embarrassing. It really is. It's just pathetic at this point. If you want to give us a call, 844-484-3872. 844-4-THE-USA is the number. We take your calls this hour. We also take your questions in our weekly questions for Dan segment. You submit them on Locals or True Social on Thursday night. I'm at Bongino on both. I didn't read through these in advance today, so I am just going at this raw. So, ML ODB. If you grew up in New York City, if you know, you know. Tim's like, what are you talking about? Do you know that? You know, you know where I'm going? ODB. I can't tell you what that stood for. Yeah. All right. At Hydroshock, Dan. Do you utilize threat assessment processes in your travels with all the hate against you? Do you worry for your family? Yes, I do. And yes, I do. I do some little things first. Like anytime I'm sitting in a restaurant, I want to look at the door. And then also on places we go regularly, my wife and my kids know the instructions. Um, Most people in an emergency, folks, not to give you an extremely long-winded answer, sadly, will attempt to flee, whether it's a fire or, God forbid, gunshots break out. Most people, upwards of 90% of them, will try to flee through the exact same door they came in. Even if there's a door literally right next to them that says emergency, they will try to flee. It's, It's a flight impulse we all have. Uh, when that nervous system kicks in in a stressful situation. 
You can override. It's why when you, if you go to say the Rhode Island nightclub disaster, you'll see there was a back door to that place. There's a back door to every place, folks. Every place pretty much has a back door. Yet when a fire breaks out, everybody piles on each other at the front door, and almost no one's at the back doors because they all came in the front door. So whenever you go in a place, I always make a point, um, especially if I go to a place often, to look where all the other doors are. Because if you look at it and your brain processes it, and God forbid there's an emergency, you'll, be, you'll, you'll probably have a free path out. It's sad, but if there's a fire or something, no one's going to go through the door in the kitchen and the restaurant in the back. No one but you and the workers. So, yeah, I do that. And then um, I try not to travel to too many places that have super high threat levels. You know, we had a force protection unit in the Secret Service. Even we had people protecting us. Uh, so uh, at least for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I do that all the time. And do I worry for my family? Um, yeah, I do. I do. I, we've had a few incidents at the house. But luckily, and Jim's been over to my house. I live on an island. Um, so the cops down here in the island are amazing. Yeah, not. I mean, literally like on an island. And it's like, it's like only a couple ways in. And the cops here, the crime rate here is practically zero. Because you have to have a sticker. And if you don't have a sticker, everybody kind of knows right away. So if you show up at my house, it's only but seconds before the cops know you shouldn't be here. So um, I worry, but we've got good cops, and I have a really great security system and good security folks, too. Sorry, that was a long answer. Uh, at Senna Poet, I just read the names. So if you're going to send, like, uh, Esof my Mag- uh, McGroin or something like that, I just read the names. I just read the names. There is an Esof McGroin in the live chat every day on Rumble. Dear Dan, how many countries have you been to? 36. Uh, which was your favorite beside America? Uh, Jordan. Petra Jordan, the lost city of Petra, is the most amazing thing I have ever seen in my life. I strongly encourage you. Uh, you probably have to stay in Amman, although there is, I think, a Hilton or a Marriott down there by Petra, you could say. But uh, it is amazing. The lost city of Petra. If you've seen Indiana Jones, the last crusade at the end, when they find the chalice and they walk in that the building carved into a mountain, that's the lost city of Petra. That's the treasury they're walking in. But there's nothing in there. It's just an empty room. Indiana Jones walks in and it's like this big, That's not. it's just a room. It looks like a closet. But it is amazing. Uh, so I've been to 36. I used to be able to name them all, but not anymore. You know, Indonesia, Russia close places like Canada, Mexico, Japan, uh, China, uh, Vietnam. I really do. They all kind of just blend in, folks. Trinidad and Tobago. uh, What else? Panama. Yeah. Argentina. Colombia. Yeah. A lot. Been to a lot of countries. Um, Let's see. Uh, at Med CCS Springer, why is Diaz fighting Jake Paul in boxing? Is it just money? Diaz would destroy Paul in an MMA fight. Not interested in watching Butterbean and Paul something I would pay for. Listen, man, people like fight sports. And yeah, if it's for the money, I don't even, I don't, I'm not knocking. Thanks for the question, Med CCS Springer. I'm not messing with you, but what's the problem with that? This is what they do for a living. So if the guy wants to box a guy for money, like people want to pay. Uh, again, I'm not trying to be a smart ass with you. That's what they do for a living. 
You know, like it's it's interesting. What's it? I only say that. I'm not suggesting you're saying this at all because sometimes you know liberals will reach out in the in the questions and on Facebook and stuff, and they'll take a shot and be like, "You're just doing this for the money." Well, number one, that's not true. I actually ran for office three times and been an activist pretty much my whole life. But yes, I get paid for this. Like everyone else gets paid to do a job every day. I'm really sorry that bothers your delicate sensibilities, liberals, you know? Okay, at Theo Carlson. What year color Corvette did you own? Manual or automatic? Mine's a 2002 Electron Blue Metallic 6-speed. Love the show. Thank you, Theo. I had a 2001 Target Top Black Corvette, which I absolutely loved. You know, the little waterfall in the back. I had B&B Tri-Flow exhaust. It was a manual. No Corvette should be automatic. That should be illegal. I think it is illegal in 67 countries. It's a death penalty in 10 of them. You shouldn't have that. If you're driving a Corvette, you should drive the car. Now, I, I met Paula in the Corvette. And I got to tell you, I was, I was a little better looking back then. Got kind of a leathery face now. No, not like leather face, the Chainsaw Massacre guy. I'm just a little older and a little more salt and pepper in the hair and everything. But back in my young days, I was a little bit better looking. I'll leave it right there. But I was a young guy and I was single and out of Corvette. And I got to tell you, I knew I should marry Paula because she was the only one who couldn't have cared any less. Back then in New York, I was a young 20-year-old single Secret Service guy. You know, did the home workout thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> and uh, I used to go out on dates and you'd pick them up in the Corvette and they'd be like, wow, nice car, pretty cool. Paula was like, what's that? <laughs> uh, this Corvette, she's like, oh, nice. I'm like, yeah, it's like a cool car. She's like, oh, good, that's cute, that's really nice. She's like, can I learn how to drive stick shift on it? Because it was a manual. So, uh I let her do that because I really liked her a lot. And let me tell you something. I suffered every second. Oh, my gosh. She tortured the clutch on my car. And the clutch on that car was like doing a leg press. Oh, man, I must have really been in love. She was like, is that supposed to make that sound? I'm like, it's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. As I'm crying like this. I'm like, you have a Kleenex? Crazy thing is the car got hit in front of her house about two months after I met her, got sideswiped bad, and I bring it into a body shop guy, and the body shop guy was so in love with this car, with the B&B triflos, and I had it all waxed and everything. He's like, forget it, man. He goes, I'll fix your car because I want to buy it. I want to buy it right now. Go get the title. And I did. bought it, and I bought a Chevy Tahoe after that. I sold it to him right there. He pulled $30,000 out of a safe. <laughs> he bought it right there. I went down to Amalgamated Bank, paid off the loan, and went and bought a Chevy Tahoe. Never had another sports car again. But that's changing now. I got some plans coming up. All right, let's see. This is John Galt speaking. No, that's not a public service. Center. That's the name of the guy who sent this question. Do you ever talk to any buddies who are still in federal law enforcement about how they cope with the corruption and double standards? Yes, and they are pissed. But I'll tell you what they're pissed about even more. It's not just the double standards. That drives them crazy. What I hear about more often than not from my buddies who are still feds and cops, they can't take the DEI woke crap anymore. They can't take it. The online training courses once every couple of weeks. 
Here is the proper use of the Xi Zhao pronoun. The dudes are like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it anymore. They just click through as soon as they can. They click through. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to be bothered with it. They're driving people crazy with this. If that's what I hear about more than anything. At Act MX90. Hey, Dan, maybe a broad question, but what's your personal philosophy for business decisions? Man, that's a good one. Um, I've been involved in a lot of businesses. Uh, luckily, most of them have been successful. But I try not to get involved in businesses that I don't fully understand. My biggest mistake with that was, let me just say this. If I don't understand the business, I need to understand the people. If I don't understand the people, I need to understand the business. You got me? My biggest mistake was probably parlor. Not because the business model, business model was great. The mistake there was I didn't fully understand the tech. We had a lot of problems. We were way too, and I, I was warning, but, and I didn't understand the people that well. That was a mistake. Rumble was different. Although I didn't fully understand the tech. I mean, I knew it was a video site. I understood that. I understand what servers do. But I understood the people. I understood the people. But you better know one of those. You better either fully understand the, the business to keep the person in check, well, you better fully understand the person to keep the business in check. And that's the best advice I can give you on that. At BSKY, Dan, which handgun manufacturer is your favorite and why? Listen, I love Sig Sauer. I have a 229 and 9mm. I adore it's what we used in the Secret Service when I was there. They don't use them anymore. I love that gun. I have a 365 with a Holosun optic on top that I carry. That's my carry gun. I love the gun. I have the new one, the latest, uh, the next generation of it. I love it. Having said that, the Pit Viper um, and the Sand Viper from, what is it, TTI? I need one of these. I need one of these in my life. Stat. So I am looking around. I got some FFL friends of mine sniffing around. I like Joe Biden. There's no kids involved here. They're sniffing around, and I'm going to get my hands on one of those Sand Vipers soon. I, I can't say it's my favorite because I haven't shot it yet. But Sig, I love Sig. I got some Glocks, too. They're great. Nothing against Glocks. They're really great. I don't like you got to pull the trigger to, you know, take the thing apart. That kind of, you know, I'm not really. And rifles, obviously, I mean, Henry's a sponsor of the show, but I don't if you're looking for like a rugged throw around, like there's nothing like it. There's just nothing. I mean, you can hammer nails with that thing and it's still going to shoot straight. Uh, I like Daniel Defense too. I like a lot of them. They're all pretty good. But SIG is my my carry. Unless this Sand Viper, unless I can get my mitts on one of those babies. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's take Rachel. Rachel, you're on the Dan Bongino Show. What do you got for us? I'm telling you that I am the Relaxium lady. What? What? That's... No way. Is that, yes, yes way. Is this really the Relaxium lady? No, this come on. The real deal Relaxium lady. The, wait, wait. You just said the key word, too. Because one of the... Uh, Rachel, I have to tell you, I have watched... You're, you, you're on Fox News more than I am now. So that's a, uh, that's a long story for another day. But 
I watch you in that commercial, and I am, because I've been in this business a while, I don't really buy a lot of stuff off commercials, you know, and you were so into Relaxium, I'm like, I got to try this stuff, and it, it actually works. It so does you're, work. You're a, you're a real person. You're an actual person. How did you get, so how did this work out that you called in the show? Did someone know someone at the show? How did this work? Because I'm fascinated that you're here. I know a guy that knows a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, listen, I could talk to you all day. I love that Relaxium commercial. And I love at the end where you like, you put a real point at you're like, Relaxium is the real deal. You just said the real deal thing. That's when it closed it for me that you are the real deal. Rachel, man, love having you. Thank you for coming. It's so nice of you to call in. Any Anything for our audience? I got about 30 seconds left. I'll turn it over for you. Anything you need to say? Okay. What I have to say to you is that Relaxium was a miracle for us. It was a miracle right. that we desperately needed, and we want you to try it. Dr. Silverberti is, yeah. is a neurologist who created something that has been helping people sleep for a long time. Now it's the time for you to pick up the phone, guys, and call Relaxium or go to the Internet and do something, because I'm telling you, it is the are real Are you telling them? But, but, Rachel, are you telling them? That's all I want to know. Are you? T- and wait, one more thing, one more thing. Is, is she still there? Rachel, I only got 20 seconds left. Uh, it, it doesn't bother you that we use your what we use your I'm telling you, does it? Because I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm okay, awesome. <laughs> we love Rachel. Rachel, thanks for calling. What a way to close out the week. I'm telling you, I'll be back on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.